Breaking news! Steve Harwell, whose butt is bad. What? <laughs> He's dead. What? What just happened? I don't know. I pointed to you to hope something that you would fill in and say something. <laughs> you didn't say anything. I was letting you do your thing and I didn't know what was going on. His butt was bad? Yeah, he had a bad butt and he died. So nah. Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth is dead. We Rest have in peace. Super fan Travis Harpster. And the first thing you're going to go open up with is bringing up, I'm sure, his most depressing day as of recent. It's not well, like two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> it's whatever. So let me dissect what just happened. You were trying to do the like of a news station? Yeah. Okay. Breaking news. But then I was clearly doing it poorly. <laughs> I stumbled and then was like, go real hard into doing it bad. <laughs> Commit. Commit to failing. I'm going to go behind the scenes a little bit. There's a little buzzing noise that you won't hear as the little as the uh, listener. I thought you were referencing that. <laughs> going... So I was riding this world of what the fuck is happening? No, breaking yeah. news. Steve Harwell is dead. I Steve literally Harwell s- is dead. I saw it right before doing this podcast and getting this started. And I saw it yesterday that he was just like yesterday was the breaking news that he was having trouble with like less than a week to live. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's been 24 hours. It hasn't been 24 hours since I saw that news thing. I don't believe so. No. So he was really rough. And then I read more about like his life and you broke something to me before like a six-month-old kid died out of nowhere oh, you didn't see that travis had shared that that i didn't know anything about it no i haven't been on book too much today but uh okay wayne's jumping in that box wayne's jumping in a box of a bunch of uh, paper and like box stuff that needs to be like cardboard stuff that needs to be recycled it's cat heaven and then clem just got a ball like she's ready to play everyone's ready to go and- ready and raring to go so Steve Harwell's heart was not well, which I correct. find incredibly ironic that his name is Harwell. Nor his butt. He also had a what bad was, butt. What's, why do you keep saying his butt? Because uh, he, uh, he was a, a badass, as they say. <laughs> All right, I'm on board now. I know where this train's going, and I just hopped on board. Choo-choo. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I went off on some guy at a show. He was confused because of his heart condition. He, he was also an alcoholic. Sure. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, oh, the poor guy had a heart condition. And then you're like, well, what was he doing about his heart condition? He was drinking. Oh. Yeah. Ew. So he had. So my sympathy gets dialed back just a little bit. Uh, Maybe a little bit more than a little bit. It's more sad for his family. You know, you make the choice that you're going to make, but once you're gone. You're gone. It's the people who are missing you. So, uh, being in that position, I'm sure that he's like a party guy. And when you start to lose your identity as the party guy, you probably desperately hold on to that. And it's even harder to stop drinking. Yeah. Hey, now he was an all star. He was. An he all-star. got his game on. That was a huge fucking song. What was that other that monkey song they did? That was huge too. Ugh, I hated it. I'm a <laughs> believer for the Shrek. 
soundtrack. Yeah, is it Shrek or Shrek 2? I don't care. Welcome to Couple of Critics <laughs> Podcast. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And we are here with breaking news for you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if you want to hear things that just happened two weeks two ago, weeks ago. <laughs> uh, we are here. We have got you covered. And, uh, you know, the tears have already been shed, but we'll remind you that Steve Harwell is dead. I, every time anybody, every time you say Steve Harwell or I see the name Steve Harwell, I just think Steve Harvey. It's the first thing that pops in my head. That sucks way more than, uh, I would be way more sad if Steve, if Steve Harvey, Harvey died. <laughs> Are you kidding? Who the fuck's going to take over the feud after Steve Harvey's gone? I don't know, but the cat to my fresh Dr. Pepper is now gone, it so this thing's going to get, uh, it gone. it's going to go flat way faster well, than it normally would. I can reach it. I just don't know. I know you. You might not be the type who will put it back on because it has been on the floor. Here, I'll take it. All right. I'll give pretend that wiping it off matters. It no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing anything like that. Uh like I said, couple of critics podcast. We're two assholes. We're here. You're here. We appreciate you, Sam. What are we doing this week? What we're doing is we're reviewing some good viewing. That's called Ooh. rhyming. <laughs> we're talking about South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. We're doing a movie this week. I know usually we do music, but this week we are doing a movie. But the cool thing about this movie. There's a lot of music, so we can listen to the music while we do this podcast. We sure can. What this... are you doing, Clemmy the dog? She keeps trying to tr- chase after the cat who's behind the sign. The Hi, sign's going to go down at some point and make a big sound. Sweet. And <laughs> probably scratch a wall. And the, an- <laughs> the animals are just taking over the That's house. Fine. That's fine. I'm fine with that. If I had the resources, there'd be like 14 more animals. I know. I have to say <laughs> no to cats all the time. And I don't want to. I, I have would to say no to a cat weekly. In. Twice a week. A one specific cat, and now a second cat that is stealing my heart every time I go there. I was tagged in a post of a docile girl who's recently been fixed, uh, but I just can't. It's just too many animals. I don't know how Wayne's going to treat her. There's not enough room in here. That's really the biggest thing. I it mean, is. in my heart. Yes, we'll there, take your cat. There are so, there's so much space. <laughs> and there's technically places all over this house to put litter boxes. But then the cats wouldn't have very high quality life if there's just sh- toilets everywhere. Yeah. Just like people. If you sham a bu- jam a bunch of people into a house, but you decide to just set toilets up everywhere, that doesn't mean everyone's just going to be happier because they can shit. I'll lay out an example for you. You can't put 28 guys in a cell with two toilets and not expect there to, or expect there to not be staph infection. That's called jail. That's, and it gets fucking oh gross, and nobody's happy there. I never thought about staph infections in jail. Oh, That's yeah. That's disgusting. Wear your fucking shoes. Oh, in the shower. Everywhere. In the shower. Everywhere. The only time I didn't really wear my shoes is like while I'm sleeping in my bed. That's it. Other than that, shoes are fucking on. Did anyone ever tickle your tootsies? <laughs> no, but I've told it before. There was that one guy that asked me how the water was after I got out of the shower, and it creeped me out. You should have said hard. It's fuckable, buddy. Why don't you get on in here? I just it needs some water softener. Water softener? Yeah, that's what it's they a, put in the jail. They've got, water they've got hard water in jail. Actually, I bet they would put water softener in there just so they didn't have to, like, Work on the pipes so much because it's all like embedded in concrete. That'd be a motherfucker to work on pipes. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. It's jail yeah, pipes. Yeah, I asked why we were here, and then you started talking about jail pipes. Wishing that you were in jail. I don't wish I was in jail. I've done enough jail time. 
Like I said, we're talking about South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. And I'm just going to start playing some songs, and we're going to talk about it. I didn't do a fuck ton of research. I didn't really want this episode to be about facts and stuff, mostly because I get those wrong anyway, and people complain about it on the internet when you look at the iTunes reviews. We do not know what we're talking about. We also usually use the easiest source to yes. get our information like most called people Wikipedia. do. Wikipedia. <laughs> so we're not... This, this is more about our feelings yeah. and apparently doing the shocker accidentally while you're talking because oh. I use my hands a lot. Not apparently. It didn't realize definitely is about the shocker. My hand was completely in a shocker position. <laughs> position. All right, let's start this first song, then we can get rid of that beeping sound. This is called Mountain Town. It opens up the movie. Now, I'm not going to explain this movie and shit, but I do want to know. You were in on South Park like from the beginning, right? No, this is what I want to talk oh, okay. about. This is this is my side. I don't know if you want to go first because this no, is No, you please you go. Gave. Please go. So, I had a friend. Ha- I mean, he's still my friend, but you know, I haven't seen him in years and years. He We would hang out. He was a couple years older than me, and he showed me some South Park episodes. And it didn't hit. And he was like, it's so funny. It was Jason. I don't know if you knew that or not. Derulo? Sure. <laughs> uh, and he he loved the show. And it like for me, I was just like, meh. And then Beth, my sister, bought, the, bought, stole. I don't know how she got it. But my sister <laughs> ended up with this movie. And um, no offense. I just, I, I don't remember how it, how she got that. She purchased it legally. Sure. <laughs> I don't remember. Um and I fell in love with this movie. I thought the movie was hilarious. So it made me decide to check out the show again later. And then I loved the show. So I didn't have access to it. I was not on board at all because my sense of humor wasn't ready. And that happened many times in my childhood that I just needed to wait a little bit before it could really hit me. I remember the Chappelle show was the same thing for you. Like really the first episode that hit for you was the Rick James, right? I hadn't seen it. Oh, okay. People were talking about it, and then I was in college, and I turned on the TV, and the Chappelle show was on, and then I saw the Rick James thing, finally, and I was just like... you lost your mind. I was like, I get it. I get what everyone's been talking about. It makes sense. So that's your hit. You've been hooked ever since. You you own seasons what through what? One through ten. One through ten. And then I stopped. What is your relationship? I know I know your relationship, but tell the people your relationship with I've been in on South Park, Park since day one. I have not kept up with South Park. I should say that, and neither of you. You've probably seen more recent South Park stuff than I have. I don't know if that's accurate, but I... You watched that one stuff that I didn't watch, like the COVID special and all that I stuff. I did watch the COVID... You watched one of them with me, I no, thought. I saw sections of it. Uh, and then there was something else, but I... Just specials, but I don't even have Paramount Plus anymore, so... So, we're not... I'm not into it too much anymore. I still think it's probably a good show, and it's probably funny. I don't know. I don't watch it. Same thing with The Simpsons I read recently. They said that even though it's not as good as it used to be, it still hits more than it doesn't. Yeah. So, I'm, I assume South Park would do... Th- I'm sure it's the same. Yeah. Matt Stone and Trey Parker are funny. They're yeah. just funny, so... But I've been in on it since literally day one. Like... I remember moving my brother into college or just some apartment. I don't remember where we were moving him into, but my mom and I were staying with him that night. 
and Comedy Central was on. I love that part, by the way. That's why I moved to this redneck Michigan. Quiet mountain town. (laughs) Yeah, the music of this thing is great. We'll talk about that more as we go. So I remember we were watching Comedy Central, and it's like, the premiere of a new series, South Park, tonight. And we all watched it, my mother, my brother, and I. And I remember I thought it was funny, but I also know there were some jokes that I just didn't get yet because it's how young I was. Yeah. And then it starts to hit, like, South Park is huge. It hits hard the first season. And I remember wanting to see it, and my Aunt Pam would get her friend Rob to tape it so she could see it because she didn't have Comedy Central. And then she would give me the tape, too, and I would watch the episode, and then I would get it back to Pam so she could get it to Rob so that he could tape. No! The next episode? So he could tape the next episode. So how did you see the first episode if you couldn't... We were at Bob's new apartment or something, and he had TV, and it was just... He had Comedy Central, and I remember it being like... The specific joke from that, and I tell this all the time, is the, Mom, Kitty's being a dildo! (laughs) I know a certain kitty kitty who's sleeping with Mommy tonight. I remember not knowing what a dildo was. And then later when I found out what a dildo was, I remember that joke and it all linked back. And I was like, oh my fucking God, it, it finally hit. It took like six months to hit, but it finally hit. Because I think South Park is like starting to introduce me to like raunchier stuff. I'm already obsessed with The Simpsons. So I'm already like... You already liked Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead yeah, and things yeah. that kind of dipped in there. but yeah. So I'm like prime ready for this. And I'm the age of where people should people are going to argue whether I should be watching it or not. And I remember parents having an issue, just like they did with Beavis and Butthead. But just like then, my mom cared for two minutes. And then it's just like, whatever. Well, And that's surprising to me because your mom letting something like that joke slide, like dildo. Uh-huh. But your mom... Has your mom can't listen to this podcast because no, of our language, no. and your mom doesn't like language. I mean, that's one of her biggest complaints about anything that she watches. If I I don't like the language, but and it's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, you have heard these words, you have said these words. And what do you mean? And she's an English, a former English teacher, so she appreciates appreciates language and re- has read plenty of books with swear words in them. Her favorite author is Stephen King. So. She, and she she's the one who told me that I should watch American Horror Story. <laughs> and she's she, got this side to her, I where it's like she, she wants to be sense. devious and like sort of dirty, but like she's a proper girl. At but the it same still makes time. her uncomfortable. But yes. she still can't stay away from it. Yeah, is what it seems like. It's yeah. just odd. And it's funny to me because like you know she's not watching anything more risque than like American Horror Story because even that's that's like. Her porn is what I view it in my eyes. That's also that's gratuitous and a look at look at what I can do sort of thing. I don't think that that's ever actually like sexy. I think that it's missing. It, it just it doesn't. It's just trying to go overboard and freak you out. Not freak you out, but like make you uncomfortable. And it's the same in easy. Uh, there's uh, cliche ways trashiness sometimes. No offense to like horror movie tits. It's just like a thing. Oh yeah. So just the idea of like. The the death and the sex I'm being, offended Being tied in together <laughs> It I, is art I think it just comes with the territory But I also appreciate When it isn't so gratuitous Because it, may, it, it can make you feel uncomfortable When someone is just trying to be over the top And just shock you 
Like, it's like, I don't need that. I don't need to be shocked. If anything, it's, it, it might pull me out of it. Yeah. Like, it. Uh, not all shock is good. And, you know, I think it changes with your age, too, because, like, when I'm 16 to maybe 20-something, I'm like, ooh, it's, it's so smart. And then, like, 20 through 30, maybe 31, I'm like, yeah, it's weird. And then by now, I'm like, okay, try hard. Cool. <laughs> Awesome. Didn't you break the barrier? <laughs> I think you also, some of that is just, you know, what is it? Uh, a, I don't, I don't know what you would say. Something of time. Like it's a, uh, like time has lessened the greatness of it because of all of the, yeah. the things that have like copied it and come since the then. The impact lessened the impact. Yeah. But I think that, also, you get to a point where you are like that age of when the person made it, and you're like, these are the choices that you made. <laughs> and like, you know that like maybe they were still, um, what's the word? Like, uh, kind of held back with, you know, only having so much, whereas like technology and things have grown. Like, your resources, resources are yep. much more easily readable or. Easily readily readable. available. I can't do words today. <laughs> I've been down for most of the weekend, not feeling well, so my brain's just kind of not all pieced back together, apparently. But uh, it, there's still you think, but then it's also as we have heard albums and then looked at other albums that have been released in the same year to just be like, well, you, you know, this may have been you exhausting your resources, but knowing that this also was out, why did you make that choice? Yeah. So I think that you also have different pieces of perspective coming in with age and things progressing, For sure. but also just comparing yourself to that person. Age, understanding how things work. Like when you're a teenager, you don't know how a movie's made. Now I don't know how it's made 100%, but now I know what a gaffer is and I know like how many people it takes to run a camera and I watch movies in ways I did not when I was in my fucking teens. I watch it now like, I wonder where that light is. <laughs> Comedian Jim Gaffer. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> uh, that did exactly what I wanted it to do. To move on? Yeah. All right. Uh, the next song in the movie is Uncle Fucker. <laughs> By those, what's the word I'm looking for? Those genius men named Terrence and Philip. Canadian men. Canadian men. <laughs> so this album, or uh, movie at one point, I should say, was... Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. You're the one that fucked your uncle, Uncle Fucker. It held the record for having the most swears in an animated movie. I don't. I think for a that, long time. I think that's been. It's been crushed since. Yeah, but for a while they were Guinness Book world record holders for swear words. I mean, this song alone. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. What's going on here? <laughs> oh yeah, we watched this last night. It's the first time we've only done a one movie watch for the podcast on but, purpose. Yeah, but it's fine with this. I'll explain how much I knew this movie in a second. We were saying so many words from this movie last night, singing along with it like it was karaoke. Um, so what was I getting in? Oh, so I'm into South Park already. I'm watching it. I'm in season one. I'm in season two. And I find out this movie's coming out. And for some reason, you know, it gets the label of like it's going to be R. Mm-hmm. 
And my mom is not going to let me see it. She doesn't want me to see it. Just like the boys in the movie going, wanting to see asses yes, of fire. Exactly. And I don't remember if she eventually broke or if my aunt Pam just told her we were going to see something else, which I don't think that could happen because my aunt has a very hard time lying to my mother. She does, but there's nothing that's really that bad in it. No. No, it's just language. Like the, Mostly there. Technically, the worst stuff in it is all the violence, but it's cartoon violence and you don't fucking care. And we're America and we prefer violence over language anyway. Uh, well, this is America, and I'm going to say that the thing that I had the most offense to is when Kenny dies, and he's going up to heaven, and there are all those fake titties, <laughs> all those fake cartoon titties. I'm so offended with purple, purple, perfect, tiny nipples like yours. Ooh, look at them. I'm going to rub the microphone on one of them so people can get a listen. <laughs> That's what a perfect nipple sounds like, everybody. <laughs> So in America, we would consider the the nudity part probably the worst, but again, it's a cartoon, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah there's the language is wild at times, but it's also I don't know. The, I guess it, we are desensitized to violence in this country. Oh, absolutely. But whereas the the language was considered to be the worst part of it, not the stuff that was happening even though I, i'm sure people had a problem with seeing like saddam hussein in a sexual relationship with satan oh i'm sure and- i'm sure people's had a problem with them making satan look like he has like true feelings and he's not just a torturous man <laughs> or a torturous demon demon i'm gonna play this next song i'm this is a hard thing to navigate because this was hard to find so i'm playing the uncle fucker remix which is a uh, wonderful This is longer than I've ever heard. Yeah, I've never heard that much of that thing either. Interesting. So I see the movie. I don't. I swear it was under weird pretenses, like I wasn't supposed to. Okay. And I fucking fell in love. I'm so obsessed with this movie. By the time I get to high school, I have printed it out in full script. And I would read it like a book while I was at school. I would do the same thing with Simpsons quotes in this South Park movie. So it was all very, very stuck in my head. But that's my story with South Park. I'm going to play another song. It's called It's Easy Okay. Yeah, I wasn't into the show until I was an adult. A very young adult. Because of this movie though, right? Yeah. This movie. It was like 18, 19 that I became obsessed and started buying the seasons and stuff like 18 that. 18 and 19. Let's see. This came out in, on June 30th, 1999. It's like the beginning of the third season. So I, we're how old? That is the summer before we go, go to high school. school. Our, so it took you that long? Oh, no. No, our high, that was eighth grade because high school for us was we went in 2000, 2001. That there was our go. first year. So we're about to go to high school. We're in eighth grade. We're in, yeah. And it takes you like to 18, 17, 18 to get into South Park. I didn't have access to it. I I thought it was even sooner than that. I thought it was even sooner than that. But you got Comedy Central and you started watching it, right? I think I was underage when Beth had the movie. I think I was maybe 16 or so. I can't put times on this, but Yeah. yeah, it was much later than the rest of the world. Because I was in high school when Jason showed me those episodes and I was just like, nah. 
<laughs> I wish I knew what episodes they were, too. No idea. They're probably beloved episodes in my mind. But I love, love all that early South Park. It's just like Simpsons. It's it's informing my... Uh, this mix sucks, by the way. I'm going to bring it up. It's up and fucking down on this thing. It's super fucking quiet. It's super tinny. Yeah, for me, it's just loud right now. Yeah. But... And I can barely fucking hear it. And I can look over there and say it's barely going in. Um, it's fine, though. I remember where I was. Oh, it's informing, like, my sense of comedy. It's making me <laughs> decide what I think is funny. And it's probably informing my vocabulary at this point, too. So, it is doing what the movies did to this kids in the movie where, like, they see asses of fire... And they can't stop saying what was said in there. I know I was going around and calling people a donkey raping shit eater. I know I was calling people an aspilonker. <laughs> it it made my vocabulary wide in ways I could never imagine. <laughs> wide. Wide. Yes, it made your vocabulary wide. I've never heard anybody. You never heard somebody say I have a wide vocabulary? Uh, not the way that you just said that. No. Well, I'm glad I could be the first for you. I'm just going to keep playing songs. This fucking thing sucks this way. Okay. Well, keep talking about it. I'm just going to tell... I don't know. This is going to go into that Kenny song when he's going up into heaven, which I found out James Hetfield actually is singing on this... Is he? Hell version. I guess he admitted it in 2000 that he actually went in there. Trey's also in there. Cause I was going to say, because you can hear Trey, at least when he's like, you're going to hell. Yeah. So I wonder if... They just trade off or something? Because I thought that it was Metallica at first. I used to think it was Metallica. No! Yeah, supposedly this is James Hetfield singing. It sounds like him. Yeah, it's, it sounds like him. But then there's totally. sections where it's like, this... When he's going, hell, that sounds like Trey doing like the orgasmo. You're a man. I wonder if he said, do an impression of me. <laughs> so people don't know if it's you or me. I haven't heard this much of this either. Hell is good. Hell is good. Hell. I thought it's hell isn't good. Hell isn't good. Hell isn't good. It's hell. It's hard to tell. Well, it is called hell isn't good, so I'm assuming that's what it is. Uh, Man, that was uh, not good when you actually just listen to it. The quality? Standalone? No. I mean, yeah, like the quality of the song itself, not of what we're listening to. I don't think that was very good at all. That's the worst song so far. What somebody would say who doesn't who isn't into Metallica in any way, shape, or form. That yep. was like my favorite song on the thing for a long time, and it's my my one of my favorite scenes when he's like falling into hell, and Gandhi's going around him as like a burning corpse. That part is great, but I do remember saying, "I think that's James Hetfield back in the day." And back then, in the day, and then I changed my opinion. I was like, "That ah, sounds like Trey to me." And then today, 
I found out that it actually supposedly is, that he admitted to it in 2000. Well, I found out today that we lost Steve Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, I know. It's a sad day. It would actually be a pretty sad fucking day if we lost Steve Harvey. It would be sad. It'd be like, oh, that sucks. Anyway, let's continue doing what we were doing before. (laughs) You don't think that you would shed a tear for Steve Harvey? I know I absolutely would not. You don't think that you would crawl into bed into the fetal position, bury your head into a pillow? Not because of Steve Harvey. I'm still fucking talking. (laughs) Put a blanket over your head and your face. Especially not now. And then just like... Take your fists and beat it into the blanket and then nope. just sob, just weeping uncontrollably for the death and loss no. that this earth no. has gone through. Absolutely not. With the loss of Steve Harvey. No, sir. I am a lady. That's just the way I talk. I'll tell you the biggest problem with your scenario there is I would never put the cover over my head. I cannot breathe that well when it's under over my head. It's too stuffy and it's too hot. Blanket never over the head. Did you not hear me say that you would put that over your head and then you would punch the blanket? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Which means I'm creating even more heat under that dome of blanket. As you punch yourself in the face and then weep uncontrollably. I punch myself in the face in this scenario? In my dreams, yeah. This is my dream-like scenario. Why is it your dream for me to punch myself in the face? Because you're so upset that you would rather hurt yourself and feel the physical pain than feel the fame. Steve Harvey. And instead of feeling the pain inside of you <laughs> of losing Steve Harvey. I, I think you're right. I think I'm going to do all the things you just I said when I lose Steve Harvey. I'm glad I broke you down. <laughs> I'll play another song. This one, all these songs are so short, so it's just gonna fly. Um, this song is a was a huge deal. I remember like Robin Williams performing this during the I don't know one of those award ceremony. It may, may have been the Grammys or something because I believe this movie may have won a Grammy. I know this song lost to Phil Collins. Well, maybe it didn't. Speaking of people who were on their deathbed, have you seen him? He looks awful. Phil Collins? Yeah. No, I have not seen Phil Collins. He's, I guess he recently performed his last show because he's not doing so well. I mean, he is just withering away. Philly C. Yes, Philly C. <laughs> That's a shame. He was a good drummer when he was in Genesis. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, you know what else I appreciate about this movie and I forgot? It's that old style looking South Park. The recent South Park's got that computer animated look. This is like still that cardboard textures going on where it's real choppy and stuff. Yes, I do want to say though, I expected it to maybe look a little worse than it did. Really? Putting the DVD into a Blu-ray player and playing it through our TV, a high-def TV, I didn't know exactly what it, you know, maybe it looks a little worse than I remembered it. And it looked, like, perfect. Yeah, I mean, the edges were great. (laughs) There were scenes in here where it's like, there's shadows where there would not be shadows on characters, and I think it adds to, like, the whole cardboard cutout feel, which I guess they used software that was like more advanced than what they were using on the show like it's a 3d animation software but they used it in a different way so they could do that cardboard cutout feel faster than doing it the traditional way that they were doing on the show yeah and you had mentioned it and i had said something when we watched it last night that you can actually see different textures that it looks like they're using like people who are doing the cutout stop animation and it just looked like 
It was like they were using different kinds of paper. It was interesting. Yeah, sometimes it looks like they just took colored cardboard texture sometimes. And sometimes it looked like a screen. Yeah, a screen. Like a a shirt, like a woven shirt texture. I love that old look. I don't mind the new South Park look, but it's just like The Simpsons. There's like this new cleanliness to it that is not my preference. I'm all right with it. It doesn't ruin it for me, but my preference is the old choppy shittier animation technically like i think it gives more appeal and when there's like a crazy thing happening i think it makes it funnier when it's shittier looking we also more funny we are in and a lot of people are but i think it's odd it's, it has to be easier for younger kids because they're only used to things looking nice we are used to we also i put on cable gula a couple nights ago that means cable guy for the people out there and uh, the beginning is him flipping through channels with tons of static because he's waiting on the cable guy. And to some people, I was like, they prob- like kids probably would see this and think that it's unwatchable looking. <laughs> and to me, that's what TV was yeah, what growing TV up. Was. Even in that scene in the cable guy when he, he's moving all the furniture and he's moving the light and he's like, perfection. And it shows the screen and it's still like grainy. <laughs> Do you remember... Uh, on really hot summer days that there would be sunspots sometimes yeah, with yeah. cable and it would make the service not great because uh-huh. the sun was just beating down on it and it would affect it. I also remember getting channels just enough that you could see a titty. <laughs> like, look through the screen. I think I can... I swear through all the fuzz. I can see somebody getting fucked. <laughs> I promise you. Now get out. I gotta crank my meat to this really distorted... Who are you telling to leave? Kent. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say a cat, but Kent, that's close. I'll jerk off in front of a cat. That's a cat. I won't jerk off in front of a Kent. That's a Kent. Kent to Kate. Kent to Kate. Oh, boy. <laughs> you did it. We're proud of you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of myself. Let's see. I'm going to play us another song. Oh, this is a goddamn classic. Do... So, uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of story to really talk about, except that the boys see a movie. I'm talking about the movie in general. Yeah, yeah. Just to briefly say, because you did kind of say a little bit that you were like the boys going to see a movie that you weren't supposed to see. Yeah. I think this movie nailed exactly what was about to happen. They wrote what was about to happen about this movie. This movie is about what's about to happen to this movie. It's a very strange thing. Okay. You know what I mean, though? Like, everything they write, except for war. It's going to affect kids, how this movie is affecting the kids. Absolutely. But essentially, these boys see this movie, then they start they start saying naughty words, the moms get mad, they get mad at Canada, because Terrence and Philip are Canadian, so <laughs> we hate Canadians, apparently. It's funny to blame Canada on this one, too, because Canada's, like, known as just some, like, innocuous nice people that like don't ever fuck with people and nobody like fucks with them but definitely not in this movie because when it shows the guy he's like fuck you buddy (laughs) (laughs) they just took like the most innocent per like country we're just like let's rip on them for a minute they won't care they'll think it's funny (laughs) i don't i don't know if they did was it was robin williams canadian i feel like he may have been canadian and did i know jim carrey is 
Let's see. Robin Williams. So it just, it becomes a war and then Satan. I, I don't remember well, all of the, I I need you to refresh people the because reason you it, know this better. The reason it really takes off for the parents to be mad. It's not really the language. They are upset with that. But what takes it to the next level is Kenny sets himself on fire, fire, trying to light a fart, which you can light a fart, and I've done it plenty of times, but I know it is dangerous, and I know it can go well, he, into your ass. He spontaneously combusts. Yeah, it seems he, like, like, blows up. <laughs> like, Kenny was waiting to die, but that's what... Dying is what can he do. Dying is what can he do? That's right. So that's really what takes it to the next level of... We're taking this to the government. And it's so funny that in South Park, just one mob can get, like, to the head of government and just become a new position of the secretary of offense <laughs> which is the first time i've ever heard that joke i in also this. never heard and that i wouldn't be surprised if in the next 10 years we do have a secretary of offense Ugh. who like goes through things and deems them like nice or not we can see it happening he's an american actor and comedian he was born in chicago michelle well, then why did i think the he Robin was connected Williams. to canada well he's close to canada that's how he knows to hate canada I, I mean, technically, he's a, just like us. There's a state between where he grew up and Canada. There is. He's not right. Can you go across? Wisconsin would have been between. Can you not get Canada there? and Illinois from the lake? If you want to, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just laid this on you. I remember this song being in the show first. It was. And it was much more stripped down, and this was like the next level thing. Yeah, that happened a few times, actually, because they also did the Chef album, and then there were some songs that they had taken from the show, but then they had, like, changed the words up a little. Like like Love Gravy. Oh, yeah. Add Rick James and Ike Turner in there. Um, Were you... Do you get... So, like... The Canadians are going to be murdered, and it's so funny that in this movie, the plot is, it's like the final sign of Satan's return, is that these two specific Canadian men, Terrence and Philip, when their blood touches a U.S. soil, as if Satan cares about the U.S. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> Do you think the U.S. is Satan's playground, Michelle? No, I think that even though Jesus is clearly from uh, the other side of the world, uh, this is his chosen country. <laughs> Go USA. Well, if you're a Mormon, you believe he's actually from this country. Do you do? I don't dum, know. Dum, 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 Mormons. Dum. Mormons, Michelle. But, and it shows like all the other symbols of like Satan coming back. And it's like something that's actually like huge where it's like the falling of a kingdom. So it doesn't seem is Satan even aware that this is going on because it's just like showing Satan in a regular like unfulfilled relationship only he's just in a relationship with Saddam Hussein who isn't dead so I think that's interesting that somehow Saddam he wasn't is dead un- by that movie no oh he's just was he, he dead in the series because I know Saddam was in something before this maybe they killed him in the series I don't know maybe because he was in that. He's in that one episode where it's got uh, Satan's other boyfriend he's trying to be with. And it's uh, played by... Yeah, Chris. And it's played by Dean Bahar. Uh, (laughs) Squeak from... uh, 
Cause he's or Chota Boy from Orgasmo, or Squeak <laughs> from Basketball, or I wish I could remember the guy's name from Cannibal, the musical. Oh, yeah, and I was going to bring up Cannibal the musical. I was so into South Park, and my Aunt Pam is so into Matt and Trey. She's ordering, like, Orgasmo through Troma, where, like, it's the only place you could find it. We're getting it through the mail to see what Orgasmo. What is Troma? Troma? Troma video? Uh, you heard of a Toxic Avenger? I've heard the of Toxic it. Avenger? I don't know what it is. Troma video is by this guy named Lloyd Kaufman and another guy, and I wish I could remember his name, but they made their whole thing was just making, like, explicit, not even B-movie, like, C-movie creations where, like, the budget is always low, but the gore is always high. So, like, the Toxic Avenger is their biggest hit. It's, like, what put Troma video out on the map. But Troma's just, like, they've got, like, Tromeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet. I can't even explain Troma video. It's just Samurai Cop is one of their things. It's just B-movie. I call it C-movie. Because you Low budget. <laughs> you don't see it. That's the thing. <laughs> um, just some little tidbits here for you. Saddam Hussein, you said this came out in 99? Came out June 30, 30th, 1999. Okay, well, they killed Saddam Hussein in 2006. Oh, okay. Saddam Hussein was aware of the movie. Uh, uh, reportedly, Saddam Hussein enjoyed it. <laughs> so Saddam's got a better uh, sense of humor than someone like Barbara Streisand? I guess. Well, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> That's very funny. This movie's fucking wild when Saddam and him are in bed. And, and he pulls out and he the pulls dick. out that giant dick. <laughs> it's like a real cock. It doesn't even look like a dildo. It's just no. a cock from like a porno It's magazine. like a human cock <laughs> that they put in the movie. It's wild. Uh, that was one of the parts I remember being like, what the fuck? When I saw it in how theater. How did they get away with that? Not even how did I get away with that. Like, how do I get next that in to my Next to my aunt and I just saw this floppy cock fly around it's that's a floppy cock but satan i think he's only aware of the situation because they're like watching the news together satan and saddam are in bed in like their humble little home with their skeet Ulrich poster above the bed (laughs) which i would have never known that skeet Ulrich because it's just didn't know that's it doesn't look like him in scream and that's really the only skeet Ulrich i know and in in the way he's positioned his hands like kind of on his face and he's looking to the side, and he's got a beard, and he's got like longer hair. It does not look like Billy Loomis from Scream to me, so I would have never known it was Skeet Arch. So I'm so glad you told me who it was. Yeah, they have a big, uh, an enormous, like, wall-sized picture of Skeet Ulrich above their bed. Because they're sensual. Do you think they just look at that poster and then get all horny? <laughs> I think that Saddam does. So Saddam is putting it in... Satan, right? Because yes. when they turn off the lights, Satan's like, oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he, he's always like, you like that, don't you, bitch? Uh, <laughs> didn't later, didn't South Park later put Saddam back in some episodes and they used that crazy picture of him when they found him in the hole? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think so, yeah. That's one thing I love about South Park is that they did some celebrities. They just took pictures of them and just cut their face in half and just flopped them up and down like, like they did can- Canadians. Like that crazy Christina Aguilera dog. That Oh, uh, the beetle? The Christina Aguilera was it a beetle? beetle? I don't remember what it was. It's a little beetle. Weird random stuff from early on. So like You might have Christina Aguilera beetle hallucinations. <laughs> that was spooky vision. It was spooky vision. I do remember that. Do you want to take a break? I do want to take a break, and I don't know what to go out on to take a break. Uh, I didn't think about that part. 
God, I smiled upon Well, we're not going out on that. <laughs> you know, let's just go out on a classic. We'll be back. We'll talk more about this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your pants back on because it's time for a surprise episode of the Abraham Lincoln Crack Emporium Show. Hit it! Hey, it's me, Abe Lincoln, I know what you're thinking, yes, I did it with so, but now you're back, it's thanks to the crack, the Abe Lincoln Crack Emporium Show. All right, everyone, it's my pleasure to really quick introduce the host with the most, his main man himself. Not his, that was weird. Anyway, the bad man himself, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. Thank you, Rodriguez. No oh problem. my God, is it exciting and sad. What? Why are you sad, Abe? Yeah, I was indicted along with Donald Trump eventually in Georgia. Oh, shit. They just didn't release my picture. I don't know why. I should be the more famous one. I agree with that. Right? I mean, you are basically a zombie that's addicted to crack. I know. I'm the dead guy that came back. For sure. And I tried to sway votes in Georgia oh. for mine Fuhrer Donald Trump. Oh, you... What? I didn't know you were in with that I, piece of shit. Of course I am. Of uh, course I am. The man is still president to this day. Abe, come on. J- Joe Biden's the president. Oh, Sleepy Joe's not in charge. We uh, all know that. Look, oh I am God. a president. I still have clearance to this kind of stuff. So? Every president is still previously the president that, or still the president. No. I do not explain it to you, but if you're still around and you were formerly a president, uh, you're still the president. That doesn't make any sense, do you still get to make decisions or are you just... Yeah, sl- you get to make decisions. It's like it's like your older brother, basically. What the, the- I'm in charge of everything. You're not in charge of shit. You can barely run your yeah, own crook emporium. I just called it a crook emporium. Yeah, it's you're basically dumb. a crook emporium. You're a crook. I'm not a yeah. crook. Explain how I'm a crook. Yeah, you're peddling death to people. Uh, you calling me a murderer Yeah, now? yeah. You used to buy drugs from me. You know I haven't touched cocaine in months at this point. Oh. I'm a clean man. Really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm straight edge like Ian McKay from Minor Threat. Oh, well, good for you. Jesus, I'm actually very proud of you. Yeah, thanks. It's very crippling to have a drug addiction yeah, yeah, taken from me on this tape. Yeah, you're a wreck. Anyway. A complete wreck. Well, I think we've taken up enough time with these people. Oh, yeah. Way too much time. Our time is is worth nothing. Their time <laughs> well, is at least worth a set, I would imagine. Yeah, I would hope so. Anyway, all mm-hmm. right. That's the end of the episode. Look forward to me going to jail with my best friend and piece uh, of shit, Donald Trump. Oh, we got all that right. right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, get us out of here, outreach. I'm you leaving. Bye. You got it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I ride with my girl She's my best friend in the whole world So this is uh, from Cannibal the Musical. If you're a South Park fan and you haven't seen Cannibal the Musical or Orgasmo, I suggest you see both. And also, this is the South Park music. They use this on South Park as well. 
The sky is blue yeah. and all of these are green. Dun, 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 dun. At the end, that's the that end music. thing where mm-hmm. it's that plane going by, which I found out Braniff was an actual. Give it the respect it deserves. Oliver. Oh, stopped it. Um, that brand of thing that you would see at the end of every episode of South Park back in the day, like the classic episodes. And it would Uh of was actually like uh airline an airline that was just like not around anymore, and they just took part of that commercial and put it at the end. It's a very strange choice to me, and I didn't know that until just now. I thought it was just Something they made that was dumb, but apparently it was from an actual commercial for an actual airline, except for the, you know, the spadoinkle thing. But anyway, I suggest seeing Cannibal the Musical. I suggest seeing Orgasmo if you're into South Park, if you're into Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Cannibal the Musical, the songs aren't as produced as this and maybe not written as well, but you can see and hear the talent that Trey Parker has already. In a movie that had such a fucking low budget. And he just wrote all the songs by himself. He like did everything by himself, basically. With the ha- help of Matt Stone. But Trey's really leading the charge on this. And it's amazing. that like This is like your first movie. And it's still watchable. I can still watch Candle. And it's still like, good to me. It's very low budget. And parts of it look really bad. Especially when they have beards that are like... <laughs> you can tell they're made out of cotton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... That's part of the appeal. I think it's the same thing. That's part of the appeal. Just like the shitty cardboard stuff and card, uh, paper cutouts is the appeal of South Park. We should go see Book of Mormon sometime because we've never seen that. I would like to. I've always heard it's good. It's. I've tried to listen to the songs, but I find that most of the time musicals and stuff, if you don't know the visuals or the story, the songs just don't hit. You know Which what is I mean? surprising to me that I don't think it's always the case, but... That didn't seem to be the case for a lot of people with Hamilton. A lot of people liked the music before they got to see it, and I just have never had any well, interest in Well, that was the case with Hamilton. me again. I tried to listen to Hamilton. Oh, you did? And it was fucking awful. <laughs> well, but I, think I also have a low barometer for that kind of cheese. It's funny that you say that because Chris has mentioned bringing that to the podcast. Oh, I know. And I'll say it again. It's like the guest wants us to stop having guests. It's but the whole part is bringing stuff that we don't know. And it's stuff that they like. But just because we like you doesn't mean we like the things you like. <laughs> I'm just pl- being playful. But uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. But Orgasmo is also very funny, too. And you can see it's all the same humor. They've always had the same angle of stupid, crass but insanely smart at the same time where you're like, how the fuck did you think of that? Like the gay fish joke or the fish sticks. It's so stupid and it's so low budget humor, but it's so fucking smart. (laughs) You're like, God damn it. I think it was the last podcast episode where I talked about how I'm really into podcasts and like uh, poop jokes. Not yeah. podcasts, I'm sorry, politics okay. and poop jokes. So I think that that's why Matt and Trey appeal to me because they're very smart, but they also have a very immature sense of humor. Uh-huh. And uh, both of those things appeal to me. Uh-huh. And they can almost make the political point with a poop joke. 
They have so many tons. <laughs> Man bear pig. And have you seen the... Uh, Shit sandwich in a giant douche. Or versus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. If... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to listen to another song. This song gets stuck in your head, and uh, I enjoy the the alternate version of this song as well. What would Brian Boitano do? I want to know what Brian... Oh, this is a... This is a strange version. It's got extra added on there. Anyway. I want to know what Brian Boitano thinks of this. He probably thinks it's awesome. They're like, this guy fucking rules. They didn't even shit on him. They're just like, this guy does amazing things. He travels time. (laughs) And I love the way that they animate him in this, where they don't give him the face like they do with Saddam. They just make him look goofy. All this... Okay. Well, this says that he Boitano has reacted lightheartedly to the use of his of the, his name in the song. So I think he doesn't necessarily get it, but he knows that people know him from this who wouldn't have before, so he like kind of appreciates it. But he's also just like, what the fuck is that? That's <laughs> what is what I'm getting from this. I'm gonna say something that's gonna hurt Brian Boitano's feelings, but I'm gonna put it out there that more people know who Brian Boitano is because of South Park over his skating. Oh, 100%. I didn't know <laughs> and, who he was. And he worked so hard on his skating, but these two dudes just using his name for this song put him on the map. I didn't know who Brian Boitano was either. I, yeah, no. I still barely do know who Brian Boitano is. I know he's a figure skater, and I know he did uh, two so cows and a triple lutz while wearing a blindfold. <laughs> I know he was the shit in the 90s, but seems like sports like that you don't have a lot of longevity if you're an ice skater really why you think it's because like high impact i'm not saying my interpretation of what the sport does to the body i'm saying it seems like the people who have their heyday in that only last for short periods of time where i feel like stuff like that maybe those people were also i think that sport was bigger in the 90s anyway because you had like nancy kerrigan you had tanya harding you had brian boitano like there were names there was that little oh no i'm thinking gymnastics um (laughs) but maybe i'm also just thinking uh, that these sports were bigger because of influences of olympics at certain times like i don't know i probably have a weird uh a distorted view of what it even is and to begin <laughs> with but it just seems like skaters didn't have really long careers that it didn't last very long because people who were skating then aren't still i mean you don't still hear about these people skating no i don't but i'm also not in the skating world it might be like it is in the golf world and the like uh skateboarding world where the main show that you see like on TV is the younger people who are getting into it and can do like maybe the higher flashier stuff. But there's still a league out there that's for the older crowd where it's like, yeah, I can't go that high, but I can still dance. I can still because I mean, they, I can imagine Brian Boitano still figure skating. Maybe he's a coach now, too. That might be the transition in that world. But it's just like golf. There's like the senior golf league where it's. We all can't hit the ball that good anymore, so we all compete with each other. We're on a level playing ground. Because there's no way a 45-year-old Brian Boitano 
can compete with an 18-year-old whoever who's seen all the stuff that Brian Boitano did before or Nancy Kerrigan did before and can do all that and more. It's just like fucking regular skating. Like, well, I call it regular skating. Skateboarding. All the kids are fucking better and better each generation because they saw the shit before. And they're like, you went two foot? I'm going to go three foot. Well, according to what this says here, um, it, it could be incorrect. It's the internet. You you can find anything you want on the internet. You can find whatever answer you need. You can find whatever answer you need. Uh <laughs> The average retirement age for figure skaters is 20 to 30 years old because of how hard it is on the body. Is it? And okay. It, and it says There's that many, impact shit they do. many skaters suffer from chronic pain after years in the sport. Fuck! Think of it. Think about it, though. People in gymnastics at least have, like, padded surfaces to land on. Uh-huh. These, hard ice. These people are landing <laughs> on hard ice on blades. <laughs> Yeah. It's it, there's no way that that's and that's very good balance, for your body. So you're like, Ugh. and then they'll get into like flips and all that hard like hot, hard impact stuff. Not just skating around and enjoying it. It's just, I mean, where when they land, you see chunks of ice fly, fly. in the air. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's. Have you ever been ice skating? No, there's no way I'd be able to fucking stand. I love it. Well, of course you can skate. <laughs> You can skate too. You just gotta figure it out. You you just gotta can figure shut it the out. Fuck up. Got some rollerblades in the back. We can get you on those. Those are horrifying. I've never rollerbladed. Never. I skated. It's about time you get up there. I need roller skates. I need to actually go to a store and buy roller skates because buying them online was not successful. That's true. Um, so we were talking about the storyline of this a bit, and Satan is waiting for the blood of Terrence and Philip to be spilled so he can uh, return back to Earth. And uh, while it does have tinges of like, ha-ha, I will take over the earth, it's more about him looking at Saddam and being like, what's it going to be like, Saddam? I haven't been there in so long. And just like an innocent little boy, which I love that they make uh, Satan. Of course you do, you Satan lover. So so like, because the first time you see Satan in South Park, he shows up to... uh, set up a fight between him and Jesus and then everyone bets against Jesus because they see it, how big Santa Satan is. and Jesus? Or is it that's from Satan? the very original Okay, thing. I thought that's what you are referring but to. No, this one is Satan and Jesus and everyone sees Satan as like 10 times bigger than Jesus and they all bet on Satan to win instead of Jesus. But Satan is the only one who bets on Jesus and then takes a dive. He like beats the shit out of Jesus for a bit and then Jesus like taps him once and he's like <laughs> and takes a dive and gets all of South Park's money because he took a dive so that's like the first time you see it where he is just a devious guy he doesn't have any feelings but in this movie he's got some feelings and we're gonna listen to a song where he expresses his feelings about finally being able to see what earth is like again because was he ever on earth was Satan an angel at all always he was kicked out of heaven. Yeah. I don't know. I think that he sends his demons to earth. I don't think Satan is actually in form on earth per those books. Let me ask things. You're going to say, I don't know, but I always interpreted it as angels were originally on earth and then God was going to create humans. So he gave the angels heaven and then humans earth. And then Satan was a fallen angel. 
See, I thought that the Earth was made for the humans. I don't fucking know. Well, then why do you have an opinion? I said as my interpretation, I thought that's what it was. I don't have an opinion on it. Oh, I do have an opinion on it, that it's all fake. And some guy made it up and wrote it down in a book. But it's mo- It was multiple people, uh, supposedly one guy. <laughs> hundreds of years. Most of the stories were written hundreds of years after they supposedly had taken place. And we all know what happens through word of mouth. Things are embellished. Uh, so who knows what really happened? And a lot of times interpretation is of what things were at the time. Be good to be evil sometime. Up there, there's so <laughs> much room. Well, baby's perfect flowers bloom. Yeah, he's so excited about like the beautiful things of Earth. He's not worried. He's not like pestilence and orgies and stuff. He's like, I want to see a baby's burp and flowers bloom. Oh, this is so great. Do you think that's Trey doing it? 100%. <laughs> then he's got some pipes. Well, didn't he initially study music? Yeah, he was a and, music major. And then for sure. Matt was film or video something? I think they were, yeah, I guess. I think maybe Trey was also taking a film class and that's where they met, but he definitely majored in music. He also majored in or minored in like Japanese studies so he could speak Japanese. That's why in Cannibal. All the, all the uh, Native Americans or Indians, as they say in that, as everyone has said for years, um, are actual Asians. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're Asians in it, and they speak Japanese in it, and they're saying things like "God is dead" and stuff. Isn't he married to an Asian lady? Try? I think so. I think so. Didn't he joke that that's the only way he could in avoid short, not having have a, redhead? a ginger kid? <laughs> uh, it's interesting to me when i heard people saying that and maybe it's true but saying that the ginger gene uh being like eradicated over time or something like that or like you guys being phased out but that doesn't make any sense because people who don't have ginger hair can make gingery people and i still see a shit ton of gingery kids that doesn't mean there's i mean i'm not taking a census on them. there might be less but i still see them well even if they're not like my my uncle, who has jet black hair, and my aunt, who I believe was blonde, she passed away years ago, uh, Chris's mom. Um, and then Josh, the oldest, Chris's oldest brother, has black hair and a red beard. So even if the parents aren't redheaded, they can still have those redheaded traits in them that pass down in ways. So they're still red. You're part ginger, Gibby. He is. He's got a gingy, gingy face. He's got a little gingy face. This song is uh, that up there was written so grand, and this is like an example of where I think. So Trey wrote with this Mark Shaman guy, yes. who was already doing a lot of stuff in movies. Like, yeah, that name is familiar to he me. He did uh, Patch Adams, Sleepless in Seattle, Sister Act, Adams Family, Adams Family Values. He did Misery, did the soundtrack okay. for that. And the most important thing he did, City Slickers 2, Legend of Curly's Gold. But he also helped write on this, and I think it's what makes these songs like over the top because Trey's great at writing stuff, but... He really is. This is when it's like we're in a a movie world now, which I read that they wanted the movie to be 
not just one extended episode because they felt like Beavis and Butthead do America. It just felt like one extended episode of Beavis and Butthead, which I want your opinion on. I disagree. I think Beavis and Butthead do America is a movie version of I agree. feel like an episode. The episodes were only short little pieces put together into an episode. Like they were the episode was never a 30 minute long episode. No. It was like different multiple different skits. Dun, 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 short dun, skits. Dun. Short skits that didn't like link together or pay off later. No, it would just end with like something stupid happening like just nothing. Like we decided to roll down a hill in a tire and then at the end we're just dizzy frog baseball uh so i think the movie had way more of like even the animation so yeah, looked I'm more basically like, saying i disagree with, with him them. as well yeah yes it's like i thought they were gonna say we they said we drew inspiration from beavis and butt and i thought they were gonna say like in a more pause because they said they loved the show they and mike judge is the voice of kenny at the end of this movie mm-hmm. when the first time you ever see kenny's face or Hear him talk. Mike Judge is great. Mike Judge. So I thought they were getting ready to say a big influence, but the influence was to be like, we wanted it to feel more grand and feel more like a movie. I was like, I remember seeing Beavis and Butthead do America in theater. And it was like, holy fucking shit. This is Robert huge. Stack in it as the, the main cop. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That was a movie. That was a story. They never had stories like that. It would always just be something small and dumb. Yeah. Like... Oh, I let's go get some nachos. Oh, you're choking. Nosebleed. And <laughs> and then or like no, it's a piece of chicken is what it was. And then the whole time you, he's you're suffering. And then the way the episode ends is that you finally get the chicken out of his throat. And then Butthead picks it up and puts it in his mouth. And then he's choking. And then the episode ends. So it's not like there's any real fucking story there. I'm just sitting here laughing. <laughs> and I do think they upped the animation on that, too. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. Big time. Big time. I remember seeing it and when they do that beginning and be with somebody like, like Godzilla sized. Mm, yeah. That was like such a mind-blowing moment in the theater. Just seeing these two fucking idiots that I've been told off and on I'm not allowed to watch. Fire. <laughs> it was a good thing. But... I think this Mark Shaman guy really helped. That's what I was going to I think... Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll keep my idea until later. I'm going to oh, try and move did on. Did you not mean to play that song? I tried, but it was so low. This volume is everywhere. I'm going to have to fix stuff in the episode. So, this song is killer. This is a song that I... this Earlier this year, ripped off the internet and found a way to, to download it and steal it, and it took multiple apps to do. <laughs> but I did, and I now have it saved on my phone. I fucking love this song. This song is great. And I don't think it... It didn't hit when I was younger. Really? Not like it does now. It's, and we're going to listen to the end part, by the way, when he comes back oh. in. Because that's my favorite part of the song. I, I've been into this song for so long, and I would practice drums to this song. Like I had a... A version that I would play along to this. Well, I like the whole like montage of songs, but the God has smiled upon you this day. I always thought it was kind of lame, but when he comes back at the end, it's the writing. Matt and Trey are just brilliant, fucking brilliant comedy minds. I agree. I don't get into many because like. 
Kent loves directors or like movie writers and I've never thought about that but comedy writers like Mike Judge or uh, Matt and Trey like there are certain minds that like if they're doing something I want to be involved here we go That is one of the funniest lines of any song I've ever heard in my entire life. Dance a dickless chick. <laughs> I may cut your dick in half and serve it to a pig. And though it hurts you laugh, you dance a dickless jig. Who <laughs> <laughs> says stuff like that? Like, it's so... It's really good lyricism, too. It all flows together really well. It's, it's fun so, to say. It's insanity. It's funny. But it's fun. It's, it's sung well. That's the other cool thing about this. It's like, it's them doing most of the voices. So they're all singing with each other, singing with themselves. It would be fun. It would just be fun to do this kind of stuff. Brilliant. Uh, for me, brilliant. I think br- they're brilliant. But I also don't have the... I, I appreciate older comedians and stuff like that. But being my age and being where... TV shows and things were when we were kids in the 90s and a lot of things were like gross and poop and fart jokes and whatever. Uh, I I am fully into Matt and Trey and that's why I will, if I have access to watching movies or things that they do, I will always be on board. Team America World Police, brilliant. Oh yeah, it was great. So much, brilliant. They're just great yeah i'm big uh, i'm fans of both of them and so are you the, the concert that they did last year yeah great with uh primus and ween and who was the other band wasn't there one more band rush rush sorry yeah yeah the probably the biggest one technically <laughs> <laughs> uh they're one of those they've they both just have this sense of always knowing what is correct and it never seems like behind in thinking even though the, the joke might be like really dumb and like really crass and it always feels like it's headed towards a smart way and i feel so lucky that all the things that were like that were coated with a smart edge as well like i think even beavis and butthead had a smart edge not as much as like simpsons and south park but it and it irritated me when people just wrote it off as like as dumb just, because there's a lot of smart like social commentary and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, no, it, I'm learning yeah. how to be a good person from watching this shit. Mm-hmm. The stuff you're watching, soap operas or whatever the fuck ever, is teaching you how to be a piece of shit. And there's no like actual goodness to it. And the thing that is dirty in quotations is what's actually informing my sense of like how to treat a human well. <laughs> or in like sitcoms where a lot of times like a lot of times the like the main two couples are just like bitching about each other or they're just like it's always like negative yeah but in here it's just like no stop being a dick like why would you do that and it's so just like it's all face value it's very simple and it's just laid out in such a simple way that it's like sometimes it's like you don't have the right words because your brain is going crazy and you're trying to like not to like sound smart but just say so much with all of the thoughts that are in your mind but sometimes people are just able to say things simply and still kind of say a lot and just a and just a handful of words i think they do it well yeah, whereas yeah. i 
constantly struggle to find words <laughs> and I may eventually get there. I may not, but I sound like a dumbass the whole time. You feel like it takes 10 sentences to try to explain what you're trying to think because I have a hard time finding the words. Yes. I, and I already said it once here. The example I was thinking of the whole time is just the phrase of giant deuce versus shit sandwich. Like you get exactly what they mean. What could be a hundred words and just that phrase. And you're like, yeah, you fucking nailed it. It is. It's just a giant douche versus a shit sandwich. <laughs> I don't know if anything has summed up uh, presidential Pretty- elections <laughs> better, better? <laughs> yeah. than you're either voting for a giant douche or a shit sandwich. Take your pick. <laughs> Take your pick. Unfortunately, I have to sometimes. All right. I'm moving on to the next song. Uh, I forgot this song was in here until it played. I think it's so funny that Satan is not the abuser in this relationship. Oh, yeah. The abuser in the Satan and Saddam relationship is definitely Saddam. And I don't remember why he's using him. Is he just using just him? Because so he he's can powerful. Just, so he just wants to get to Earth and like rule Earth with mm-hmm. Satan. No, because okay. he doesn't want to he doesn't want to rule Earth with Satan because when they eventually get up there. He just like cuts Satan off and he's like, this is how we're going to do things. He wants to be in charge. Ah, goes full Saddam once he gets back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why Saddam liked it because he's a manipulator and he was lying the whole time just so he could be in power and yeah. he'll do anything like fuck Satan in the ass to rule the world. <laughs> it's so funny too. The voice they give him here. I'll play the song. I can change. What the fuck? I played the wrong song. Next one. Like the voice they give him, which he did not sound like this at all. But he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> they make him sound like a baby. They do. Oh, like a whiny little baby. They may be right. I love, too, that they have no fear of, like, we'll make fun of everybody. There's a death threat? Oh, we're definitely doing it now. Yeah, they got Mohammed death threats. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't stop them. No. It stopped the production company. Yeah, they they censored them. They didn't fucking censor themselves. They told yeah. them to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I love. I fear sometimes that in the Trey Parker and Matt Stone conversation, Matt Stone gets left behind. But Matt Stone is fucking essential, and they've both said it. They need the other one. I have my focus has been on Trey a lot. <laughs> and I, my appreciation of Matt has definitely grown over time. He's great. He, he is Saddam. His his voice is great. He does. He's Butters. He like does a, some people's favorite character. A lot of people's favorite character is Butters. He does a lot of him. essential characters. And I think sometimes you just gotta have a guy. I know he's writing. I know he's in, incorporating. But sometimes, if you're like the more creative one, you just have to have a guy in the room that you trust. And that you can look at, and they'll be like, eh. And you'll be like, if he says, eh, then I believe him. All these other guys might go, you're a genius, yeah. Trey. But Matt will probably be like, eh, it's kind of funny. That's because he knows what he likes. And haven't they been f- friends since college? Is that what you said? Yeah, forever. I mean, he's in everything that they made. He's in, uh, he's in Cannibal. He's in Basketball. I always forget about Basketball. I do, too. The movie is intense. That movie... I need to watch it again. Steve Perry. Because I know it wasn't written by them. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure I might be speaking out of turn here. Once again, we don't know what we're talking about, but I feel like it wasn't written by them. I feel like they just... I'll look this up because I'm curious. We're just in it and then like made demands and changes on it. Like the whole, 
making out with each other scene where they demanded that it's in the movie and they demanded that they get to do that. But I don't think they actually wrote that movie. If they did, my mistake. But that movie is still funny. And it's the first time I remember seeing Dean Bahar squeak. Oh, yeah. And then seeing him later in Cannibal and in Orgasmo. And you're just like, oh, I love that this crew has just been around the whole time. It is a shame that I think they didn't get along eventually. And I know that like Dean yeah. Bahar was trying to get the rights to Orgasmo so he could make Orgasmo too. And no offense, nobody wants Orgasmo too if it's not made by Matt and Trey. That's correct. They did not write it that as well. Okay. Do you know who wrote it? David Zucker is the director. Okay. He also co-wrote it with Robert Lokash and Lewis Friedman. I've heard Lewis Friedman's um, name. David Zucker is a big name. He's a Zucker brother. I He has... Uh, well, he's only written 16 movies. Here we go. Only. Scary Movie 5, I believe that is. We have... He makes all like parody, like goofy shit. Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah. Uh, a Naked Gun like. 2 and a half. Yeah. Naked Gun, the original. Um, Airplane, Brothers. Police Squad, yeah. Kentucky Fried Movie. So it looks like he worked with Leslie Nielsen a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, never a that's why, Leslie Nielsen fan. That's why basketball has those like kind of goofy parts where like they're naked and they like turn and their dicks are like so big they're like hoses um, flying it's like playing into cartoon world then okay that's why it's a sucker thing. and then lewis friedman i know i've heard that name he is known for he has way more writing credits he has written on a comedy central roast uh, full Frontal with Samantha B. He's just a fucking general um, comedy writer. He writes on like award shows. Uh, like, and probably like saves award shows. Looks like he writes on roasts as well. He is a roast writer. And an award show writer. So he does the stuff that people want in the front all the time. He's written for like Ricky Gervais and shit. Hosting the Golden Globes and people were upset about that. He writes for the Kennedy Center honors, which <laughs> is big. So he's just uh, everywhere in the comedy writing. Miss world. America. Uh just he's been doing award shows for a long time. Sounds like he's yeah. important a little bit. And it looks like basketball was really early in his career. It was only the second thing that he wrote what? on. The first thing was a Burke Bacharach TV special. <laughs> and then he There's no way there's not a writing credit between those I promise you, that's what IMDb is telling me. IMDb a, is a little more What year was the Burke Backrack thing? 1998. Okay, all Basketball right. was written also in 1998. Right. I thought Bur- the Burke Backrack thing was like in 1981. And then things started the Source Hip Hop Music Awards. He was a writer in 1999. And then Damn, took son. off BET Harlem Block Party, the 2000 Radio Music Awards, the Axe Spray House Party. <laughs> <laughs> you need a writer, you get Lewis. Lewis Friedman. Robert uh, Lowcash isn't low on cash, though. Oh, God. Oh, he's written a lot of the same things with the first guy. The Naked Gun movies and stuff. He has the least amount of credits. Robert Lowcash has a low... So he's responsible for all that, like, zany slapstick Those style. two are, yeah, more so, I would gotcha. think. Super troopery, dumb. You know... Dumb in quotations. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a dumb to there's a dumb to what Matt and Trey will there's do a big in basketball. Du- there's and a stuff. big dumb to those. There's like, a dumb to Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if there is any 
uh, redeeming or social commentary in any of the Naked Gun films or any of the other Zucker films that I've seen. <laughs> Even basketball. I don't think there's any. I need to read more about basketball. We used to try and play basketball. Like literally set out markers and be like, that's home base. This is first, second, third, and play basketball. Guess what? It didn't work as well as it does in the movie. <laughs> You're just like, okay, I made that shot. I guess I'm going to move on now. And never really figured out how to actually play. Uh, I did want to say for that Saddam song, when he's trying to convince Satan to forgive him and that he can change and they can rule Earth together. Uh, I never picked up on that he eventually wins Satan over by breakdancing on a cardboard box. And that's when Satan looks at him and there's like little hearts going on around him. It's like, ah, Saddam's got those breakdancing moves. Well, it's also to the song I can change specifically. He's trying yeah. to show that he can do it. But yeah, it's it's the cool moves on the cardboard <laughs> box that really sell it. Which every time I see anybody breakdancing, I can only think of my brother who back in the day when he was like a little kid and breakdancing is like big. He had his own cardboard box that he put on the ground, and it was called Bobby's Breakdance Board. <laughs> that big-ass box would be good for oh, breakdancing. Oh, be great for breakdancing. <laughs> I don't even remember what came in that big-ass box. But it's Litter? A, I don't know about don't that. I don't know either. All right, let's move on. Let's see. I just played I Can Change. Oh, Big Gay Al. It's fun that they made Big Gay Al make an appearance on this because Big Gay Al is a fun character. But do you think Big Gay Al is... Uh, offensive now yes correct you you do i don't i think but you think it would be would deemed see. as offensive mm-hmm. big gal yeah i get why they would but i can argue in my mind that it's not because it's not saying all uh, gay people are like no this. but he is a big gay stereotype because he's always he talking about stereotype. shopping and sales at murphs but don't we know people like this we know people like this gay or not but i think that it's still <laughs> If if it can be seen as a stereotype, we need to get it on out of here and send it back to where it came from. <laughs> but I also, he also portrays, like, in his original episode, uh, Big Gay Al's Big Gay Animal Sanctuary, he's, like, saying how, like, there's no problem with being gay and that it's been around forever and it's natural in the animal kingdom and that it's stupid that... So while he is, like, this outrageous gay stereotype, he's also, like, trying to further the gay agenda <laughs> duh make the kids gay All right, here's a song that he sings in it that he ends up naked in which was fucking ridiculous when I first saw it with a tiny little penis I think it was tiny huh I think it was just cold okay <laughs> Texaco spilling the whole world's gone to hell but how are you that's Trey or Matt, right? Oh yeah, that's that's Trey oh, that's, for sure. That's Trey as soon as it came in. All right. Yeah, it's definitely Trey. <laughs> I think it's all Trey. Everything is super when you're. Don't you think I look cute in this hat? I do think Big Gay Al looked cute in that hat. <laughs> Mr. Cripple, <laughs> I just can't feel too bad for you right now. There's a handful of things in this movie that you could still be like, that's offensive, right? And they just be like, yeah, that was the point. <laughs> Head. I've been getting bit the fuck up by bugs. It's driving me nuts. And I'm getting lumps on my head. I'm getting lumps, some lumps, some lumps, lumps on my head. 
He got a matching tie at Merv's. Good for him. I love the Skittles part. Why just... Why? Skittles! Skittles! <laughs> I don't... Maybe because it's just very essy. Yeah, you get to have fun with the... the lisp. You get to have lisps fun. It does say here in the Did You Know section on IMDb for the movie Basketball yeah. that Trey and Matt agreed to do this film under the assumption that by the time filming began, the show would have already been canceled. It wasn't, and having had already committed to it, uh, I guess they were really like stressed and strained and stuff. So really, they, they it was something they agreed to because they thought they were going to need work. From what wow. I'm, from what I'm assuming, because they thought the show would have been canceled. That's wild. I know they said they wanted to do this because I was shocked that this was at the beginning of the third season. So they are simultaneously making the end of the second season and the beginning of the third season while they're making this movie. So they're already stressing themselves out there, but they said they wanted to do it while the iron was hot because they obviously you just said yeah. they thought the show was going to be canceled. It was 97 when they filmed Basketball, but it came out in 98 and then South Park movie was 99. So the show was huge at the time. It was in its early heyday. Oh, yeah. I remember then, they, like they, uh, what's the word? They promoted Basketball as like, Creators of South Park. They put South Park on the fucking poster. It was a huge thing. And I saw that in theater as well. I did not. Have you seen anything, South Matt and Trey, in theater? I don't think Team so. Team America World Police, you didn't see that in theater? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, if something happens again, my little lady. I'm not little, but thanks. I'm you're gonna, tired. You're going to go see some Matt and Trey things. Sorry, everybody, if in, that made you yawn. Let's see what to play. I don't know. That makes the episode really interesting, though. That's for sure. <laughs> hmm. What should I play? Uh, what do you say we wrap this up soon? I say we do wrap that up, but I'm going to play this song. This is what we're going to listen to. Now, this is just actually in the, the credits at the end of the movie. It's not actually in the movie. Um, and they take the best part out. In the movie, but we're going to hear it on this one. And you and I were just sitting and listening to it after the movie and just enjoying it and singing along with it. And then that part was supposed to start and then it didn't. And we both uh, had the old blue testes, I believe. I did. So I liked this movie intensely when it came out. I remember in the theater thinking it was great. And as soon as it came out on VHS, I didn't buy it. I did the old rent it from... uh, Blockbuster and had a second VCR and Copy put some that. tape over another tape and dubbed it on there. But I don't know how they did this. It it copied, but it looked terrible. Like the colors were off and it would add these weird lines, but the sound was okay. So somehow on a VHS tape, and I still don't know how they did it, they figured out how to like fuck with piracy on that. So I had this fucked up version of South Park that I would still watch because I liked it that much. I don't think I ever actually owned it besides that bootleg copy. Well, I definitely own it. That's how we watched it. And I think you own the soundtrack too, right? I think I do, yeah. I believe so. And I made sure because I I had a shitty version of the um, Chef Aid and then I replaced that as well. 
It's great that they got Michael McDonald to sing on this. Oh, yeah. I also have that Chef game on Nintendo 64. Uh, Chef's, Chef's Love, Love Shack. Shack? Yeah. I played the shit out of that game when it came out. Sorry, when it came out. That's a good fucking game. It's like it that fun. old Simpsons game where it had like... It's called Virtual Bart. It has like many games within the game. I loved it when games were like that. Like, just like on Chef's Love Shack. You're on like a game show that's got little mini games mm-hmm. in it. And you don't know what you're going to play. Yeah. You start the game and you're like, I hope it's this one. And I don't hope that it's the other one because I suck at this fucking one. I, I hated the South Park game on PlayStation with the, the turkeys. Oh, I loved Woo! that game. I loved that game. <laughs> they killed me all the time. Oh, here's the part. Shit. Still I can't find you. I on my hand. Where have you gone, girl? Yeah, you're right. Michael McDonald doing this is hilarious. But they weren't big enough that they could get who they wanted to. And they're in their only second season. The clout is big enough that they're getting pretty much any name they wanted. And, seems I mean, like. Season two, they had like Jennifer Aniston, George Clooney. They got all kinds of people. But George Clooney was in the movie yeah, yeah. as the doctor. Uh, Dave Foley, I like in this movie as the uh, Baldwin brother. <laughs> all the Baldwins. <laughs> Bastards that really are. Yeah, I loved Dave Foley also. I loved him dressed up as a lady and it's Pat. When Jan Hooks. Uh, Jan Hooks. Who's the one who's Pat? I never remember her name. Oh, I can never remember her name either. Jan Hooks died, and that was not Pat. I have to look up. It's Pat, because oh, I can never remember her name. Speaking of died, this is a little bit of a dour. Steve Harwell died. We learned that at the beginning of the podcast. Do you, you know? Curious. Do you know about Mary Kay Bergman? Julia Sweeney is who. Yeah, Pat was. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Charles Rocket, who slit his own throat in a field. Um, oh, Charles Rocket slit his own throat. That's brutal, we've talked man. About this, I know, but I they put always, it out of my head. It's yeah. It's I've forgotten about it too. And then every time well, I remember, well, it's just like what a brutal way to well, kill yourself. Talking about suicide, do you know about Mary Kay Bergman? You asked me that, and I do not know that name. Okay, Mary Kay Bergman. She was in the first minimum two seasons of South Park. She did, like, all the female oh, voices. Oh, okay, yeah. She, at November 11th, 1999, this movie came out June 30th, 1999. She, on November 11th, 1999, shot herself in the face with a 12-gauge shotgun because she had... Uh, Bipolar disorder. She didn't really tell anybody that she had these disorders. And she was fearing that she was losing her talents, which nobody thought that. She was just in her own head because, like, she had huge voice credits. Yeah. Um, and I love those early, like, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle's mom voice, the mm-hmm. Stan's mom's voice. It's just that classic. It was great. Like, I can hear it. And they still sound good, but after, like, Obviously, she kills herself, and after the beginning of the third season, they had to find someone to do those roles. But it's fucked up that someone's just like... She was only 38, and shoots herself with a fucking 12-gauge shotgun. You want to die when you do things like that. You want to die when you slit your throat in a fucking field. Mm-hmm. It's not like... I know you, you like joke like about attention-seeking, which that's a problem in its own, too. They're obviously very depressed that if they're going to harm themselves to get attention, that's also not like crazy people who are mostly usually in a good positive place mentally also don't flirt with the idea of how death could be fun i don't know anyone who does that um who talks about you know how like they don't mind dying or whatever 
but uh, it's usually not for people who are in a good place. Just mm. kidding. <laughs> so, like, when I hear 12-gauge shotgun, I hear neck slit, I'm like, you were really, really down. You didn't just, like, take some sleeping pills. You didn't do it, like, an easier way. No, because you can, you can come out of that. They wanted to make sure that they died. They didn't want to be suicide chumps. <laughs> They up. liked the Frank Zappa song. It's fucked up. I think her boyfriend or husband, like, I think they were like at the end of their vacation and he found her. Well, you want to go over some questions? Are I we do. at that part of the podcast? Yeah, sure. Uh, this has been a very disjointed episode, it feels like. I don't like. know how to talk about this ep- this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really talk about like a bunch of producers. You can't really talk about a bunch of like actors and actress stories. It's all Matt and Trey. Yeah, and it's fun and it's kind of a... It's more of just a love fest for us. We love this movie. We don't have a whole lot of negative things to say about it. So we're not uh, bringing up big dramatic things that took place. It's all just... The most dramatic thing that happened was that lady shot herself with a shotgun. But it had nothing to do with this movie. It does have to do with this movie. It's just like two... How many months after this? During this movie, she's doing these voice acting things and she's going, I'm not as good as I was. Maybe she wasn't. This is what she's... There's no fucking way she wasn't. I don't know. You're being very nonchalant about this big thing. (laughs) It's like the one big thing to latch onto in this podcast. And you're like, yeah, bitches be killing themselves. I (laughs) didn't say that. I'm just saying I don't know. Maybe she wasn't as good as she used to be. I'm not saying that she should have died. But maybe she saw something that other people didn't. But also maybe she was just in her head. Because that happens too. It's not. I'm not. I'm not gung ho on being against you. You. The way you've got the headphones wrapped around your head, it makes you look like you're trying to be like a, like a hippie healer kind of person. I'm the little girl from um, the little like queen princess chick from uh, the Never Ending Story. Sure. I knew that. The would only thing you I off. remember from the Never Ending Story is that giant dog that flies. It's a dragon, but yes, it's, it's a dragon. A giant dog. dog that flies, and then there's a big rock man that talks. Oh, I like how you've never seen it, but you're telling me. I've Arta. seen Never Ending Story, and then there's a scene where he's got to get past this one part, and there's like lasers that shoot at him. Lasers, man! <laughs> you ready to go over some questions here? Yeah. All right. No, I'm not saying a word until I know that fucking guitar is <laughs> over there. Um, why did you choose? <laughs> why did you choose this movie? I don't really have a good answer to that. It just popped into my brain, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a fun movie that we haven't done." Did, uh, we've talked did about. Did you think self- it'd be easy? Is that part of why you also chose it? Just so you knew that it'd be something to kind of fly through. I thought it'd be nice to be able to play music on it on the episode. Um, I didn't know if I necessarily thought it would be easy. I just thought it'd be fun to talk about because it was, it did mean something to me. I think it meant something to you. I shouldn't say at some point. I think it still does mean something to you. I think it's like an example of who I am is this fucking movie. Who I am is who I I am. My name is Sam or what? 
so I thought it fit well. I thought it would. And I was kind of surprised it hadn't been done yet, but we had already talked about South Park a little bit, I'm sure. We've done Mr. Hankey's Christmas, uh, Christmas Classics. And did we do something else? I don't did know. Did you do Chef Aid? No, I've talked okay. about doing... We did play that song when Gus and Dale were here. Tonight is oh. right for love. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they, they just looked so at us confused. like, what the fuck is going on? Dale, or Gus was l- laughing a little more because he understood the ridiculousness, but Dale was just kind of like, what the fuck is going this on? This is our favorite Milo song. We eat a taco. Why are you guys taking this seriously? Um, so what do you think I thought when you said, hey, Michelle? Uh, easy. Easy and peas in season. Easy peas in season. You got it. Uh, what was my judgment prior to watching it? Easy peas in season. I've seen this movie more times than I could ever calculate. I can't come up with the number. Don't ask me to because I have nothing. Um, we watched it once, which is unusual. But again, we've seen this so many times that one was sufficient, even though I honestly thought watching it. I could totally watch this again in the morning before we record <laughs> because I just love it so much. Um, uh, how do you want to do this with the least and most favorite characters? Yeah. That's how we usually do that. I wasn't prepared with this. I wasn't thinking about this. Um, so Disjointed episode indeed. <laughs> would you like to go with your fa- least favorite? I'm sorry. Episode. <laughs> least favorite character in this movie. Ah. South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. <laughs> Oh, you know the story about the title, right? How it was supposed to be called All Hell Breaks Loose originally. And the studio was like, we can't have hell in the title. No, really? And so they went, all right, we'll call it South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And they didn't realize it was a fucking circumcision. Like, it was a dick reference. Bigger, yeah. Longer, and Uncut. They, was just, they were thinking an uncut They movie. just thought they were saying like, oh, they were saying, that, yeah. So they okayed the title, and by the time they fucking realized it, they're like, "Sorry, you signed off on it. It's too late." And you'll see, uh, there's like certain like guild or I can't remember what rules that like once a movie studio signs off on the title, it's it's done. Yeah, you can't go back on it. So they're like, "You fucked up." The new title is much worse than All Hell Breaks Loose. This is just talking about a penis now. <laughs> you fucking dumbasses. And I guess Trey. Got in a lot of fights with the studio. And they were like, you're basically calling us stupid. And he was like, yeah, you're all a bunch of dumb idiots who don't know what's funny. Oh, God. Because <laughs> like, they made some trailers and they were like, what the fuck is this? This isn't us. This isn't the South Park style. What are you doing? Oh, so I didn't know what Mary Kay Bergman looked like. She definitely... Okay. She looks bubbly and happy. <laughs> but she was sad and sad. She was sad and sad. All right. So, least favorite character. Um, he's funny, but I'd say the worst person in this movie, the biggest asshole in this whole movie, actually the biggest asshole in this whole movie, I just thought of it, is Sheila Broflovsky. Oh, Kyle's mom because she's I was, a bitch. I was going to say Saddam because he treats Satan so poorly and he's a bad uh, spouse, but Sheila's really the... The worst in this one. She's the reason the whole Canada War starts. She's the reason so many people die. She's the reason Terrence and Phillips' blood gets spilled on uh, American land and brings Satan's reign back. And she, the worst of it all, she doesn't listen to her son. Her son is scared of her so enough that he can't talk to her. 
So she's a bad mother. <laughs> All right. That's a good, that's a really, really good choice. And I could easily piggyback on that, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Okay. Direction. Um, I am going with Saddam because he is a manipulator and Satan was a really good guy the whole time. <laughs> and he just wanted to be like loved and held. And uh, he wanted love to be made, not just to be effed in the A. Yeah. And Saddam just never knew how to appreciate him. He, uh, like I said, just mass manipulator. He was using him the whole time. And uh, I think Saddam's a bad guy. And then what shows can I his, say? And then shows his true colors even more when he actually gets on top. And he just... Yeah, he's like, take that, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I meant on earth, <laughs> but take it how you want. All right. And uh, most favorite character, Sam. My most favorite character in this. Let's see. That's a hard. This is. You know what? Is it hard? I don't. It, it is. I can go for, if you don't. Go, go if you're for not it. sure. Okay. So mine is one that you may not expect. Okay. Um, I think it's. I think it's. I think most guys watching this would not even think about this being a character, let alone the most important character. But as a woman, Wendy Testerman, for me, um, the uh, not Wendy, but is voiced by Mary Kay Bergman. My favorite character in the movie is the one and only clitoris because (laughs) she's so important, (laughs) but guys don't even remember that she's in that she's around. I was, you're right. I didn't think of that at all. <laughs> so, because she's like, I am the, the clitoris. clitoris. And it's such a surprising thing. You don't see the clitoris coming in the movie. No. Because he, it's, how do I get a girl? How do I get girls to like me? Or how do I get Wendy to like me? You got to find the clitoris is what Chef says. <laughs> That's easy. And then the clitoris actually like gives good advice and is like, just be confident, dude. Chicks <laughs> dig confidence. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, you need to get up and save, like, get a, you got to finish the job. And also, like, the clitoris is not hard to find, so I don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on. What if you got one of those roast beef kinds? May- maybe it's harder, but I don't f- know what that's like. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm very lucky that I don't have a nasty, sloppy vagina. I got lucky that my skin seems to be where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Some women are not as lucky, and I feel bad for them. <laughs> You shouldn't. They're all beautiful. It's funny because uh, I love comedian Jim Norton. I've talked about it all the time. He loves he loves nasty, sloppy, fat roast beef sandwich vaginas. <laughs> and every time he talks about it, I mean, good for those women that there are men out there who appreciate yeah. that mess. But <laughs> that mess. I'm really you are grateful. not supporting your fellow woman here right now. No, I feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful too. Sure. Just like we'll pretend. <laughs> we'll pretend to God. make people feel good. Yes, everyone's vaginas are equal. <laughs> Sam, who's your most favorite character? My most favorite character in this movie is still hard to choose, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it to <sighs> Jesus Christ. I can see. I'm con- you're not giving it to the clitoris. I'm confusing it with who's like. The f- what's the funniest? So I nailed it on the head with Sheila. I nailed it on the head with Clarence. <laughs> exactly. 
I think I'm going to say my favorite character on this is Satan. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, the mole or something. No, the mole is funny. And I like how the mole is like... You shit. He, he, he like, just yells at God the whole time. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's very, very anti-God. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's funny, but Satan is funny. Satan's got these killer fucking pipes on that one section. And he's like... What Beautiful, Sam. Uh, that might be where I learned how that I can do that voice. Is that Satan song. was my least favorite. Or, I'm sorry. Saddam was my least favorite character because of how he treated Satan. Yeah. So how sweet that Satan is your favorite. And, and the only bad thing that Satan is doing is he's going to take over Earth. But what does that really mean? Satan might make Earth just a fine place. We don't know what he's going to do. And all he wants during this whole time is to be loved. He just wants to be accepted. Don't we all? And uh, I love that part where... He's crying, and Kenny walks up, and he's like, I will rule the earth. And you're just like, oh, Satan, you're putting on a guise. What's wrong, guy? (laughs) So I'm going with Satan. You know I'm just a Satan guy anyway. (laughs) All right. So uh, you saw this when when it came out. How old were you? I saw it in theater. So So if this is released in June 30th, 1999. June, you would not have turned 14 yet. You're still 13. 13 That's kind of young. 13 years old. I'm old enough to see PG-13s on my own, but. Not rated R. But not rated R. And I would love to ask Pam or my mom, which they probably both won't remember, what was the circumstance on this? What was the actual... Because am I confusing it with the Beavis and Butthead movie and I got snuck into that? Or was I snuck into any of these movies? Did I just make that up in my little kid head? Like, it's much cooler to think that I got snuck in? I swear one of those I wasn't supposed to see. You're not a person who embellishes to be cool. I think we just have faulty memories. Especially when you're that little. Yeah. 13 years... And we all have, yeah. It probably didn't happen anything like it, but you're like, I want to be like the boys and have a story like the boys. I do remember it affecting my speech, and I do remember it. Did it make you talk more like this guy? (laughs) My mom fucking hates that Cartman voice, and she fucking hated the Beavis voice, too. Any voice that has that, like, draggle to it, which is why I think she also didn't like when I got into heavier metal stuff, because they're starting to do, like... <laughs> That's just like the extreme version of those voices. <laughs> so first time you saw it, love it. Loved it. I was hooked. I was already into South Park. I think I already had my South Park wallet that I still carry to this day by this time. So I'm on board. I'm already watching Cannibal. I'm already watching Orgasmo. Fucking loved it. I'm not exactly sure the first time I watched it because I don't know when Beth got it. Um, it may have been a little earlier than I thought, but I remember knowing that it was bad. But like in a way because i was still just religious and uh wanted to do naughty. well i knew it was naughty <laughs> um but it was funny it was undeniably funny and i couldn't ignore that um but so i think i liked it when i first saw it kind of one of those like ooh, it's bad but i like it yeah. <laughs> uh, that's happened with a lot of things in my life and would you recommend this today sam uh yeah this movie is still very funny. I think it's still very poignant. Um, I do think there's some stuff that they say in here that even they wouldn't say today. Uh, like the F word. <laughs> the S word? What? No, that's just what she says in the oh, movie. Oh. So. <laughs> uh, that line is hilarious when he's like, Eric, did you just say the F word? Jew? <laughs> You're so dumb, Eric. <laughs> Cartman's so fucking dumb. Uh, I don't remember what I was even talking about. 
Oh yeah, I would definitely recommend it. But like I said, there's some stuff that may make a current like younger person cringe, but there's enough in it that is poignant, and it's making like a very smart relative point that like I don't have to explain the point right now, but I think it's it's just smarter than I've said it already on this podcast. It's smarter than face value, so I think it's worth watching it still. I'd rather watch this than uh, Imagination Land. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I like Imagination Land. It's just this seems bigger. It seems longer. It seems almost uncut as well. Uh, I would watch this again. I do own it. I consider this very rewatchable. I think, like you said, uh, I could mirror most of what you said it doesn't it, it stands up even though there are some things that maybe they would omit from the dialogue um rating this zero out of ten all over the movie watching cats i would probably have to give this personally um hmm. i'm gonna say nine number nine number nine number nine sam is also gonna say number nine number nine Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. I wonder what the... Sorry for whatever you just went through, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a solid, solid fucking movie. And I almost want to give it a 10. Because I don't really see anything wrong with it. It was still just as funny as I remember it. It still hits me just as good. The songs, I think, are still just as good. The dick part has always made me a little uncomfortable. Because it's like a slimy... (laughs) oiled up wet looking penis and and it's just very disgusting so if i need to have a reason to knock one off that one is the shiny uh oily looking penis um so and they shoot bill gates in this movie so that should make conservatives really happy since so, he's taking your soul that's so dumb even though they all have phones he is um that part of the movie is so goddamn funny because they're trying i don't remember what it even is that they're trying to do something with the computer that's like when he's showing it's when he's showing the uh how the operation get behind the darkies <laughs> is gonna work <laughs> that racial commentary the of, military we're gonna the first wave is made up of all black people and he's like and they will suffer every uh, casualties so that's when they shoot Bill Gates because they're using it. So yeah, so they're like, thing. why isn't this... Like, you said it was faster. Stupid Windows 95! And he's like, <laughs> it is faster. It's five million times. <laughs> it makes Bill Gates, you told us Windows 95 would be faster and have more accessibility to the internet. You God, I remember further. Windows 95. I remember all that shit. It would be unusable. Rest no. in peace, WordPad. Oh yeah, WordPad's dying. They're taking WordPad And you away. use WordPad. I use WordPad. It means nothing to me except that I hate that they're going to take it off of machines that already exist and that you've already purchased it. I think it should be absolutely illegal that they can take something back. It's fucking crazy. But I don't use WordPad, so if you don't want to put them on the future machines, that's your prerogative. But to take it away from people is fucking absurd. It's weird. It's absurd. I understand something like Internet Explorer and just ending the service. But if it's a part of a service, it's just it's not going to be a part of Microsoft anymore. That's fucking dumb. It's and maybe, weird. And maybe it maybe it'll still. So they're taking it off completely. It's not just where they say we're not servicing it anymore. It's said that they're getting rid of it as well. Because they've done that with a few things where it still existed on your machine, 
but they aren't they couldn't up, update. They aren't updating and, it yeah. anymore, and that's fine. But to take it away, that's fucked up. And, <laughs> and maybe that maybe it didn't the story that I read didn't convey it. Get it? Maybe it is. Uh, maybe it is something that can still exist, but. It said it was removing it from Windows 10 and 11. Which sounds like it's taken from other machines. And Windows 10 and 11 have been out for a while, especially 10. They're not making new computers with 10 on it. No. So, (laughs) I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. Um, Describe this movie in one word. Hmm. One word. I want to just use a word that's just like, means like good or excellent or something like that. But Okay. But I feel like it deserves more. Well, I have something okay, for it, and it's ahead. a little—it's a little more of a phrase. Okay, um, that'll uh, let it pass. And for me, this is <laughs> beautiful. For me, it's grandioso. All right, and we are. Do you want me to explain why? Do you need to? No, I think you kind of have that. It feels bigger and better, and uncutter. Uh, just nicer clearer than the show but still janky still looks worse than it is now <laughs> that's fair um we are finished with this movie kai if you've never seen it you're crazy it. you should definitely see it i'm if you sure you haven't seen this movie you shouldn't have listened to this podcast yeah it's a weird one um well sam i am gonna keep doing something and i don't know if people like this or not but uh I'm doing another curated list for you because this next episode is going to be coming out uh, two days before your birthday. Actually, I thought it was the day of, but it's two days before your birthday. So it'll be your birthday week. Okay. And I love you so dang much, Sam. I just want to celebrate you. So I am curating, it's not finished yet, a Sam playlist for you what does that mean uh so, so far it is going to be word the word sam in the title okay i didn't it's, know if it was just songs that make you think of me no because i think that's gonna be i think there's gonna be overlap yeah with like, stuff like that we've King already Diamond. listened to and i don't want to do something like that so i'm finding songs with sam in the title hopefully there's some funny stuff didn't, didn't you kind of do this already no uh we did it with that one we found uh I chose "Don't Step on the Grass," yeah, Sam, yeah, but yeah. it was uh, it was the that was the 420 playlist. Oh, is bro, what that was. That's what that was. So I can't reuse that, even though that's such a great song yeah, with song. your name and the title. <laughs> so don't be such an ass, Sam. Tell me about <laughs> it. So uh, Sam will be celebrated next because, like I said, he's just such a great guy. That's what Serge on the Verizon wireless call. Yesterday said that he loves you. That I'm a great guy. I can tell you're a great man. <laughs> Good boy. He could tell I was stretching in the bed. Oh, you're stretching. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. <laughs> that one is fucking weird. Oh, I think I have a a photo of one of the things. Did he that send the... you a picture of himself? No. I wish. Why are you? Why are we doing this I... now on the podcast? Because it's funny. Okay. Oh, no, I don't have it anymore. Okay, well, I'm that's sorry. hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I do have it. I was chatting with a Verizon agent, and they were so over the top at everything they said. And this is how the conversation ended. with them. Uh, this is them saying goodbye. If that'll be all, thanks again for your patience and cooperation as we address the task at hand. Have a sweet night ahead. 
May your pillows be always warm at cold nights. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's fucking weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird to say to a stranger. It's really funny to me. Which though. I know he means well. You said that he was told that. Oh, yeah, was a lady. Oh, okay. I thought you were t- talking about how he said lady. that he was told to stop hugging people in America. Serge was. Yeah. <laughs> Serge is my dude. Uh huh. <laughs> this doesn't work either. My phone still isn't activated. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Sorry for the disjointed, weird episode, but didn't really know how to talk about this movie as well as I thought we were going to. But I still had fun talking about our experiences with South Park and our opinions on other stuff. Sure. How about you? I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, everybody. And I'm ready to finish this Sam playlist, so come back next week <laughs> and hear me tell Sam that I. That God has smiled upon him this day. Well, he has not. Guiled. Guiled? Guiled does not smile upon me. Bye, everybody. The Jay Guiled's band. Jay Guiled's band. We're leaving on that one. Bye. But then I sink. Because it's here I'm supposed to stay. But I get so lonely down here. Tell me why does it have to be that way? Up there. So much room where babies burn.